0: tell legal
1: lies. I tell legal lies. 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 Legal Black lies. I tell legal lies. Legal lies. And legal lies. Black law on and. And on drugs. And on drugs. And legal lies. And legal lies. lies.
2: Welcome back to another episode of Black Law and Legal Lies, where we specialize in the legal The law. Supposedly. True. Okay. Uh I am one of your hosts, Afro Becky.
1: One of the hoes, Afro Becky. Who's no, the other you, hoe?
2: you the hoe. <laughs> you, Who's you, other you, hoe. You are the hoe. You're right.
1: I am Dan. And you can follow me on Twitter at I am Dan on Drugs. You can also email us, blacklawpodcast at gmail.com.
0: Man, who be checking that shit? I don't know. Oh, okay. I do. All right. And uh just Dan here, follow me at I Tell Legal Lies. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, and we are joined by a special guest host today. Uh, most of y'all actually know him, so a uh, special guest host. Would you like to make
0: wait, your wait? He uh, a hoe too.
3: I can't speak to that uh, okay. It depends Maybe. who's asking <laughs> Because if the price is right oh baby, You can call me whatever Just don't call me late for dinner <laughs> okay. What's going on everybody It's your boy Jaden Hollywood Host of Unapologetic Podcast Your weekly dose of Hollywood news Random rants and taboo topic discussions Thank you to these three extraordinary individuals for bringing me on your platform. Man, I appreciate it. I'm your honored. Voice sounds so Anytime. Smooth. You, got that, you got that Barry White thing going. You know, on. I be trying sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I say action, I just come on. I just,
2: I just can't help, it's it's automatic.
3: Automatic. Can't help it. So, uh, Jaden, where are you from and where are you located? So, I'm originally from the DMV area, so DC, Maryland area. And then after I turned 17, I went to college in Baltimore, spent five years in Baltimore, and then two months after graduation, just packed as much as I could in my car and moved to Atlanta. And I've been in Atlanta for four years now. Wait, you went to college in Baltimore? Yeah, I went to Towson University. Be more Cal- Baltimore is like fucked up. <laughs> and I got my bachelor's in science
0: <laughs> in accounting.
3: <the> <laughs> I <laughs> just want to go on record and say that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So you're in Atlanta now. How do you like it there?
3: I love Atlanta. Um, There's just so much and every city I go to is just doesn't give me that Atlanta feel. Like I feel like the nightlife, the so many food options, the mass amount of diversity and opportunity, especially for people of color. There's just so many things for us to do. And it's If you really want to make it, you can make it Mm. in Atlanta. Oh, wait. Absolutely.
0: If you can make it there, you'll make it anywhere
3: um yeah I feel like a, I've seen a lot of people move to Atlanta and have to move back home within a year because I feel like Atlanta is gonna make or break you um a, a lot of people move to Atlanta thinking that it's super cheap which is a myth and truth um people think that they can come down here and rent it'll be four hundred dollars you're gonna get a job that's gonna pay you twenty dollars an hour within a week and it's not that easy right first of all finding a job isn't that easy right um but once you get that job you know securing that bag is very very important and it's a lot of things that people get into i've seen people get into crack mm. uh, heroin a lot of crazy stuff that just turned them to be wait you, know, when, you when you say crack do you
1: using crack or selling crack
3: both yeah Ur- so
0: basically I, I, so urban, urban urban even. life
3: yeah, i've met people that have come down with a dream and then next thing you know a year later they're living in a motel mm. working at um a fast food place at, at the age of 30 you know, and it's it's unfortunate, but you just it just as an adult, you got to be able to maneuver around this world in a certain manner because there's a lot of scammers and it's a lot of frauds. Right. It's a lot of people driving BMWs that should that that are on a 2002 Chevy Camaro budget. Mm-hmm. OK, so you got to you got to watch out for those people because people are real good with words in Atlanta. I'll mm-hmm. say that.
2: Mm-hmm. So what made you decide to start on a- Apologetic podcast.
3: Well, uh, originally, Unapologetic was actually a radio show, Unapologetic Radio, because I felt like, well, I had I have a following on social media, and I would just say my thoughts every morning on Snapchat on my way to work, and I would get a lot of I, I would get a lot of positive feedback, or a lot of people were interacting. So that's when I realized I had a voice. So then. Listening to the mainstream radio, I just felt like I heard too much, too much negativity. I heard too much like women bashing and um, just too much of not what I want to hear. I felt like I kind of had a voice for, you know, the outsiders, people that are not necessarily in the nightlife. And I wanted to create a platform for people like myself to express themselves and to also look into What's going on in the world and relate it to yourself? you know how like Wendy Williams she'll just like say the gossip versus somebody, let's say like Jerry Springer, if Jerry Springer was to comment on Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, they would he would talk about the mental well-being of Kanye, and that's kind of what I like to do with my show. I bring up Hollywood news, but I like to relate it to what we're going through our our mental health and financial things and kind of take
2: it away from the whole celebrity. Of it and right. just bringing down to like the Normal people right? Folk. You gotta the make humanity. it relatable
3: Kind of yeah. like how some pastors will bring up Reality TV shows in their sermon To make it relatable to the congregation mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to do I'm just trying to get a message out there And change people's thinking every week Because I feel like a lot of people are just so into groupthink And I want to change that I want group people to think. think outside the box I call that
0: mob mentality Or being a bunch of lemmings But
3: mm-hmm. you
0: said that you received your degree in what? Accounting. All right, so you are an accountant?
3: Yes, accountant oh. by day. Oh. And then when I clock out, my brain starts getting into constant creation mode. So.
0: Mm, constant creation mode. Yeah. All right, then let's create some magic right now. <laughs> okay.
1: So um, as far as your podcast, the Unapologetic Podcast, mm-hmm. have you
3: hit any milestones yet that you're proud of? Well, for one, I made it a year. A lot of people that I've met last year at various podcasts and events, did not make it past two thousand January 1st, 2018. So just making it to a year. Um, the fact that I'm doing it by myself, uh, as a lot of people know, I did have a, a co-host at one point. However, um, it just didn't work out. So now I'm just doing everything from the promo to the flyers, to cutting it, to the videos, everything that I'm doing, even the tour. I get some help From friends, but majority of the legwork I'm doing by myself. So I feel you on that because you know
0: Becky and I we about to dish this dude in a minute. (laughs)
3: She looking at you like she'd agree with that. (laughs) Yeah, I want to see. I want to see this. Oh, you want to see that? I would love to. All right. And on top of that, you know I'm an accountant, so I'm always looking at numbers. So I. On SoundCloud, I'm about to hit 10,000 plays.
0: All right. right. That's awesome.
3: So when I look at people that are in my circle that have been in the game, you know, three years, four years. Well, most people that are in the game four years, they're doing pretty good numbers. But I know some people that have been in the game for three years, two years. They're on episode like 150 and their numbers are below mine. So it's just it just humbles me because it makes me feel like the hard work that I'm doing and reaching it's, out to all these people is being something. worth it, right? And I'm really making a change in somebody' life. Obviously, if I reach that many, because they numbers. are listening, yeah. Right.
1: So, last question um, is: as far as all the cities you've been to so far, mm-hmm. which one's your favorite?
3: Mm, that's a good one. I would have to say Vegas. Vegas. All right. Okay.
0: I can feel I feel that Vegas
3: Well, you, you ain't been here long, yeah. So <laughs> you know I'm saying. No, I've been here before. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I, I mean, I don't get me wrong, New Orleans always shows me a good time. So I I have great, but it's just, you know, Vegas is like a movie. It's like mm-hmm. a playground. It's like you're Stepping outside of your reality Mm. Mm -hmm. I spent a week there Most of the people that went for Popalooza Were there for maybe three or four days But I was there for a whole week Because I needed to (laughs) de-stress I hear (laughs) you so tell me, what, what is Papalooza? Because I
1: did see you post about it, mm-hmm. and I
3: saw a couple of other people post about it. Um, Papalooza was an event that was created by Drunk Mind Sober Thoughts Podcast. Uh, most people just call it DMST. Um, it's basically a large meetup for podcasters to uh, network and turn up, have fun. Um, a lot of us, a lot of people interact a lot on Twitter, but they never met in person. So it was a great opportunity for people to make long-lasting friendships and, you know, see if people really about the stuff that they be talking on the internet.
0: All right, Stephen, <laughs> that's what your tour is about too, isn't it?
3: Yeah. It's about, like, we can do this over Skype, yes, but doing it in person is right. just it just it's just a whole it's just a whole different ball game, like right? it just gives a whole different vibe, so that's why I think it's important for if I want to grow this brand, I'm gonna have to bite the bullet and I'm gonna have to like show up like people are gonna have to see my face mm-hmm. physically kind of kind of
2: going old school,
3: yeah, like, you yeah. know,
2: actually like selling meeting you, people, yeah, like right. selling your mixtape out
0: the back of the truck
3: right versus
0: mm-hmm.
1: just
3: sending you the soundcloud <laughs> link right on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so have you rolled up on any hood spots? um yeah i didn't know we were in the hood earlier <laughs> but we were in the hood oh down um, here yeah we were in, i don't know what area it is but a walmart was across the street so you already know oh, you <laughs> were walking chopper distance Tool. to a walmart yeah. if you already know
0: man why you want why you want play wally world like that man,
3: it just is what it is <laughs> it's Shit. just facts you know
1: that, that walmart and i bet you on
3: chopper Tools, yeah you was in the hood I was you about know. to say
0: chopper
3: 2 is in the hood. I forgot the name of the breakfast spot we went to, but um, went to some breakfast spot and it was a little hood. But you know, I'm from the streets. <laughs> <laughs> so it was enough for me, bro. <laughs> 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 you saw <sorry? laughs> West Bank. Oh, wait, wait, hold oh, no, 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 don't, don't, nah. don't nah. man. man, man <laughs> don't, don't do that.
0: Don't do that, man. That dude said West
1: Bank. West Bank.
0: A mess. Uh,
1: so, uh, since you are an accountant, let, let's do a, a little financial discussion. Okay. Um, Man, I'm like, going to go around the room.
0: Black folks talk about finances.
1: Yes. Really? Black folks, too. I'm, I'm 50-50, though. So, mm, okay. my, my credit score 400 right in the middle. <laughs> you need uh. to stop lying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're
1: going to go around the room, and i want to see if everyone can. Can you identify a mistake or a poor financial decision that specifically affects mostly People of color.
0: Oh, wait. So this is not like a um, true or false or a multiple choice. It's a come off the top of your head with some shit? Off the top of
1: your head, yeah.
0: Okay, I got it. Getting your tax refund check and blowing it on a $1,500 Louis Vuitton bag. Mm,
1: I've seen that done.
0: Getting your tax refund check and buying your next piece of shit car. That's going to break down before
2: you get your next tax refund check. Becky. I was going to say getting, oh, actually, co-signing for somebody. Mm. Co-signing mm. for
3: somebody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jaden. Oh, Lord, man. That's 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 a good one right there. Um, Because I used to work in finance for an auto dealer. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a mess. But um, for me... I was going to talk about the auto, but for me, I would say that black families don't um, invest in each other as much as we should. Um, as far as from generation to generation, we don't create generational wealth mm-hmm. with a black family. As soon as you turn 18, you need to start paying rent or you get out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not teaching you, I'm not showing you where your rent is going, what a mortgage is, what a credit score is, how making your rent payments on time affects your credit score. So yeah, it's a big mistake. Mm-hmm.
0: You know what? Jaden actually hit the nail on the head as far as the solution. But wait, Dan, you never, you never, you never got no,
1: your. I'm going to say a poor financial decision is owning a swimming pool.
0: <laughs> wait, but you said that affects people of color.
1: Nigga, everybody, nigga I'm black.
0: Everybody, no, you 50-50. Shit. Anyway, everybody has pools. Mm-hmm. You know, your your clear people have pools.
1: That's so. a good investment for them.
0: Wait. So what? For me,
1: it's not because I don't want to pay nobody shit. Nah. Um. I would say that we don't save. When we get a large sum of money, we spend it, and we don't spend it in the right places. We don't pay off prior debts. We don't pay off bills. We'll take like like you mentioned the tax refund check, and we'll go on a cruise. We'll go on a vacation. We'll buy a ninety inch TV.
0: Wait, we we buy 90-inch television?
1: 90-inch TV. So when we get large sums of money, we don't do the right thing. We don't save it or we don't pay off debt. We just blow it.
0: A poor financial decision that affects people of color. Um, We get slapped with child support orders, so we quit our jobs because we ain't paying nobody child support. Because you see... Your mom ain't about to sit and get her hair and her nails done on me and smoke weed on my dime. So, I'm going to quit this job because I ain't got time to be paying nobody child support. Mm. <clears throat> yes, that, that's real.
1: That is not a financial decision. That
0: is.
2: You stop working. How you paying your bills? Tell me that's not a financial decision. Becky? <laughs> um, I don't have a real backstory to this, but I think p- getting payday loans... Might mm-hmm. be a, a bad financial decision. Even though you might be desperate in a particular moment, you creating more stress on yourself, trying to get pay it back and get out of it.
3: Interesting. Not investing.
1: Not investing in stocks. Stock market. Just investing period. Period.
0: In yourself, mm-hmm. i.e. 401ks, IRAs,
2: real estate.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to say another thing that I think uh, we could use or we can improve on is living beyond our means. If you lose your job. Now, this is just me. I don't even know if this is real shit. But if it's I look at it like this. If I lose my job today and I can't sustain for two, three months, I'm doing something wrong.
0: That was that whole you said save. So it's just like you just said save again.
1: No, I said you get a lump sum of money and you blow it. Now I'm saying if I don't receive a lump sum of money, I got a nine to five. If I can't sustain my lifestyle for two to three months, I'm doing something
0: wrong. Absolutely. All right. So I just have to preface this by saying that there is nothing wrong with working at Burger King. There's nothing wrong with working at McDonald's. But if you do that and you do not have a home, if you are still renting, If you do that and you constantly, on payday, are in line to buy the nudest Jordans, if from head to toe you have every designer known to man...
1: Man, them Yeezys 50% (laughs) off after all that shit Kanye did.
0: Like I said, that to me is a poor financial decision because, guess what? Five years from now, you will not be wearing those same pair of shoes. That money could have gone Somewhere else. That it that would make a lasting footprint. It sounds
1: to me like everybody is saying safe.
2: I have right? something new. Okay. Maintain what you got.
1: Okay. Take care
2: mean? of what you got. For instance, your car. Mm-hmm. Don't miss your maintenance checks. Don't miss all, you know, take care of what you have. So, for example, if you end up having some sort of preventable breakdown... <laughs> because you didn't take care of your car Or you didn't put oil in it like you're supposed to mm-hmm. Or something like that You could be saving yourself money By taking care of what you got
3: mm-hmm. I Interesting like I like it I was going to say Buying the most expensive car That the car dealership will give you The flashiest The one with the top back And the two seats mm-hmm. so you think. So
0: you think like me
3: So you work
1: at a car dealership in finance?
3: Yes, unfortunately. (laughs) Man. Now, this is the
1: bullshit. I hate that. I hate to jump off the uh, circle right quick. But the bullshit I hate about car dealerships and this actually I'll use this as mine. When a lot of us and when I say us color folks go to car dealerships, the first thing they ask you is how much do you want to pay a month? Mm -hmm. Like that's not how you shop for shit. Mm -hmm. How much do you want to pay a month? Well, we want to know what car we can put you in. Now, how does what I want to pay a month dictate what car you can put me in? So it's like I tell them I wanna pay sixty dollars a month. Oh no, you can't get no car uh paying sixty dollars. Why the fuck not?
0: You asked me what I, put, I want I, to pay.
1: I, I, I put I put eighteen down on the bitch. Tell you me mean, I can't that's
3: a good question. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I hated that shit about car dealerships.
0: But it's all about fiscal responsibility, something that we do not teach our kids. That That's the thing. As people of color, we teach our children everything else. We don't teach them about a budget. And as Jaden was saying, we don't teach them, and, and Dan was saying as well, we don't teach them about saving and investing in yourself. You know, we don't teach them about 401ks and IRAs and- how it's okay to buy a used car and drive this used car for any number of years. You don't have to have the current everything. Shit,
1: I still got a 2001 Saturn SL. That's That car older than, shit, kids that's
3: about to graduate <laughs> now, shit. <laughs> I just bought a new car last year in July. And it was, I think... And to piggyback off what you said, people don't shop for the cars before they get on a the dealership. Mm-hmm. They just go in there like like they window shopping. No. Right. When I called the dealership, I said, "Hey, I see that you have this in stock. I'm not paying this 2016. I'm not paying more than 10,000 for it. Mm-hmm. I know that you have a listed for 11, but I'm not paying more than 10. Mm-hmm. So make it work." Mm-hmm. And what they do, they, made it, they work. made it work. No down payment. Right. And I had bad credit at the time. <laughs> he said, "Oh yeah, you're going to have to make a da- you're going to have to make a down payment for $500 when we on our test and I'm on my test drive." And I said, Scoo! <laughs> i'm not making no down payment i never had to before and i never will he said okay i'll see what i can do okay now we can accelerate <laughs> <laughs> I, i'll turn this bad boy back around you like don't play it. with me if you yes, want to you can keep it but right? um yeah so i have a car that's that's a 2016 only had 40 something mile 40 000 something miles on it mm-hmm. and um i get using regular gas I get maybe 30 gallons I mean 30 miles per gallon my friend bought a car last year as well also a 2016 uses premium gas and um the and it's the principal on the loan is 18000 mhm so after mm-hmm. you add interest of course it's mm-hmm. over 20 mm-hmm. so I'm like yo that's crazy like mm-hmm. we my car is just as good as your car right guess what mm-hmm. my car is
0: going Let's go out to dinner and guess what? My car will get me there just like your car will get you there. But that's something that we have as a group. A lot of it is about status and Mm. we believe in status symbols. The thing that I said earlier about name brand from head to toe, I have a cousin. He would not be caught dead buying clothes out of Walmart. Man, Walmart got some nice shit in it.
3: I used to... Look. Not for the men's section. Let's use another store. (laughs) Do y'all have a Play-Doh's closet out here?
2: Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: Okay. Let me tell you my secret. I get almost all my clothes from Play-Doh's because mm -hmm. it comes from the stores that I was going to go to anyway. Mm -hmm. All I need to do is just wash it. I'm only going to wear it maybe twice, three three times. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I get so many compliments on Mm -hmm. the clothes Mm -hmm. that supposed to... Oh, this? Oh, this is retail. That's $60.99. But I only paid (laughs) $12.99. Right.
0: Right. You know, and like... People will tell me stuff about, oh, I love that thrift store,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, like, but we don't believe in doing that for, like I said, as far as our mindset goes, it's all about a status symbol. We have to show, it's always about keeping up with the Joneses. You know, we have to show Mr. and Mrs. Jones that we just as fly as they are, Mm -hmm. you know, but look, I ain't trying to be fly as nobody. I'm trying to be me. I
1: look like a bum when I leave a house, and I you don't care. You look like
0: a bum every day. You're right. I don't care. But you'd be surprised. You can still bag people with looking like a bum. He did. I've,
1: I've never had any problem with it. Um, So my worst, I, I would say, I'm going to just finish, finish that off with my worst thing would be, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to disagree with this, but I don't care buying a house. <laughs> that shit is a liability because uh, honestly, like if it weren't for my home, I'd be debt free. That's the only debt I have. And it's, it's been a liability since day one. So if I can pay, let, let's say $1,500 a month and rent a house, I'm good with that to where I don't have to pay for maintenance. I don't have to pay for a new roof, a new AC unit, Y'all know how much that shit costs? A new AC <laughs> unit is 13 Ten, grand. I'm about
0: to say about a $10. new roof
1: is about 115. Mm. Ask me how I know. <laughs> um like none of that shit. And then you got to worry about in Louisiana. Don't buy a house in Louisiana. I do not buy
0: a house in Louisiana. Because your Please shit... Please buy a house in Louisiana. No, your
1: shit is going to sink man, underground. And you got to the- crawl under that bitch and jack your house it up. It is
0: because we have reclaimed... This was all swamp, man. We reclaimed this. And now the swamp wants its shit back.
1: <laughs> bad, bad. <laughs> I, would, I would actually advocate for people to rent.
0: But, you know, honestly, that is how you begin to create generational wealth that's 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 by what you start by buying a new roof and an ac N- unit that's by buying well, the house and gaining equity that's how you start to build that's the very first thing cuz what else in your life is going to build equity other than stocks and bonds i can tell bonds. you i can tell
1: you
2: these nuts <laughs> <Got>
0: you. <laughs> No, that's losing equity every day.
1: Shit, not mine. Especially yours. Not mine. All right. Uh, proposed solutions. I guess save your money.
0: It was teaching our children fiscal responsibility.
1: Yeah, and we need to mm-hmm. do Financial that shit in school. school. Yes, do that in school. That's like, what I'm saying. Let's get rid of PE. Let's get rid of.
0: No, you have to have some activity. Some but PE kids <laughs> don't do that shit. Like
1: even I was an athlete and I did not do PE. We didn't want to wear them gym suits. We, we would get Fs for the day because we wouldn't dress. we just be like, And my like, cousin failed whatever. B
0: by not dressing out. But, you know. Exactly. All you had to do was wear gym shorts and t-shirt
3: and walk around. She, that was re- the she refused day. because
0: she was a fashion plate. So, she wow. wasn't about to walk. She wasn't about to do nothing. She wasn't about to get put on the, the gym suit because it did not look good. So, nah, she failed be because she refused mm-hmm. to dress out.
1: So, uh, speaking of financial no-nos, this flows right together. They're keeping, <laughs> wait, wait.
0: They're, they're
1: they're keeping these um immigrant childrens in basically what are concentration camps in Texas? Yeah, and it's it's like what they're doing is they're catching them coming across the border, and Trump's Trump's trying to blame it on Obama, saying these laws have been in place for for what ten years now.
0: And basically, he's well, you know what y'all president does. He sprinkles a little crack on it. No, he actually sprinkles a little truth in it.
1: So the laws were there. They the, were. The
0: laws, there, there are many laws about immigration on the books. Now, whether or not you are going to enforce a policy is different. And what they are doing or what they did is, President Obama, under his administration, had a policy wherein, not that he separated families, what he would do, he would take the whole family and he would put the family in detention. The problem came in because we have laws that dictate how long children can be held in detention. So because the whole family was in detention, after a certain period of time, They had to be let go because of the children. So what President Trump and via Jeff Sessions in the Justice Department has done, they have created a policy wherein, unlike the Obama administration, anybody that is coming into the United States, whether you are seeking political asylum, what have you, 100%, you are a lawbreaker. It's a criminal act. So, because you are now dubbed a criminal, criminals can't keep their children with them, because children can't be in federal prison.
1: So, where's the children go? Essentially, do they end up back with the parents at some point?
0: Maybe. what What happens is the children and the the, the adults get sent to federal jail. The children are placed in the care of the department of human services i believe it is there's a special um department that they actually created just for this particular situation it is called like the office of relocation but it's run by the department of health and um they basically are supposed to take the children and put them in foster care. because Wait,
1: foster care in the United States?
0: Yeah. They're supposed to find a family member, an adult family member that's in the United States that they can place the children with. If they can't do that, then they place them in foster care. But in this particular case, foster care or being in the care of this department means that you get sent to an abandoned Walmart and put in a cage.
1: Wait, so that is foster care. So it's not like the foster care we were talking about last week.
0: No, no. Foster care for them because that's where these children are.
1: So for how long? I mean, you can't keep them in an abandoned Walmart indefinitely.
0: Well, why can't you? Because, you know, Donald Trump can walk down the street in New York and shoot somebody and not be prosecuted.
1: What that got to do with little Mexican kids, though?
2: He can do what he wants. basically, well, is what they're they're circumventing part of the the law, right? Cuz they're not in federal prison.
0: They're not circumventing anything. They are in they are in the custody of the United States. They're in the care in the custody of the United States.
1: All I know is I saw this one um incident where a baby was actually snatched off of a titty and thrown into a van. Mhm. Wow. Like mm-hmm. The chick was breastfeeding her. I don't know if it was her son or daughter, but was breastfeeding. Ice came and snatched the baby off of the titty and threw the baby in the van and threw the
3: mother in prison. So where is this abandoned Walmart that they're holding these children captive?
0: In Texas.
3: It's in Browns Brownsville, Texas. What's going on with Texas? Can we talk about that for a moment? The school shooting, Mm -hmm. the Walmart that they're using to keep children in cages.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. What's really going on? Is it something in the water?
0: Well, think about it. That's where, if you're talking about Mexican and Central America, that's where you come through. Mm. The majority. So, I mean, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico. These these are the places where they try to cross. So... That's where
3: it's happening. In my unapologetic opinion, I feel like there's no such thing as illegal immigration. Well, because, I mean, none of us... I mean, are Native American, so...
0: Hello? The Native <laughs> Americans
3: were here first, and they, their people were killed through genocide. Their recipes, their land, everything stolen from them. Oh, yeah. And then colonizers created created it as their own and then gonna you're gonna create rules and say other people can't come in right. you didn't even come in right so uh technically you should be going to jail we
0: are a nation of immigrants that that's the foundation of our nation you know I can remember schoolhouse rock you know we are the ultimate melting pot nobody like you just said nobody that's here right now is native to the United States
1: that's where you're wrong
0: Native Americans. No, no,
1: I'm native to the you're United not, States. You're not.
0: I native. was
3: born here. You're
0: not. Just because you were born here does not mean you're native.
3: You're not a Native American. I, I am a Native you're American. You're not. You're not I Native. Am.
1: I am. You're not Actu- native. Actually, some of my people were part of the tribe of <laughs> the Lost Tribe of Shabazz. <laughs>
0: All I know is... Some
1: of my Irish, people. I'm Irish, mixed with a little
3: bit of turkey. You know what
0: I'm saying? <laughs> Irish and African American, we were all brought over on boats historically. So even the people who came here vol- voluntarily, you know, you came here, you found people here, and now, as Jaden said, you want to dictate who can come in and who can't. And not only are you dictating that, what you are... What you are basically doing, and this is what Donald Trump loves to do, he loves to cause a crisis, and then he tries to run in like Captain Save-A-Ho and be like, I fixed it. Just like he did right. with this whole Korean thing. You, Your rhetoric and everything that you had to say caused, oh, we were headed for nuclear war. But I fixed it. Now you can sleep at night.
3: Yeah, it's it's all him being a politician. I mean, at the end of the day, here in America, the harsh truth is that The root of the problem when it comes to immigration is white supremacy. White people feel like they own this country when they stole it, and that's not the case. And they want to monetize everything because they're greedy. Mm -hmm. Um, I I, I just think it's ridiculous the hoops that you have to go through just to become a U.S. citizen. If you can come here and you can work and you can pay taxes— what does it matter at the end of the day? Like, let people live where they want to live as long as they're, you know, abiding by the law. Mm-hmm. And I think that some of these immigration laws are absolutely ridiculous. But what,
0: what's crazier about that, and you talk about working, if it was not for a lot, these undocumented
3: Basically, where she's trying to go is that a lot of this country was built on undocumented workers.
0: We're still running on undocumented workers. A lot of construction that goes on right here in Louisiana, and I'm sure Texas and elsewhere, undocumented. You talking about the produce that we eat. Right. Itinerant. Workers, you know, a lot of them undocumented.
1: Is one of the dudes? He was a Texas. uh, He was in the. I think he was in the house, but he had voted on this bill to pretty much get rid of the illegal undocumented workers. Right now, in saying that, he had five of them working for him at his house. They were on his like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they lived there too. It was like a groundskeeper. Mm One was like uh, just a general handyman, and you voting to send these people back, but nah, y'all cool because you know y'all y'all doing work on my crib. Y'all cool,
0: right? So like I said, or, today, today or tomorrow you pick every last undocumented person up and ship them back to where they came from. What you gonna have left? Who 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 will get on top of Dan's roof?
1: Oh, a bunch of. <laughs> uh, well, let me let me say this. And, like, when we were looking for some uh, people to do some repairs for us around here, we, we checked with all kinds of people. And we checked with a group of, of white guys. They wanted probably three times what the, help me say, it, undocumented <laughs> workers wanted.
3: To do or you could say Latin American.
1: There we go. The Latin American undocumented workers wanted. Um a group of group of brothers. They was like, Shh, nigga, we ain't doing that shit. Um, for real, they they were I'm not surprised. <laughs> so it's like, man, we are gonna go with the cheapest labor we can get. If if in the end the end results the same and there's no difference in the quality of work, but we're going with the cheapest people. But that's when I say that, if we get rid of undocumented workers, if we get rid of illegal immigrants, should I say? Mm-hmm we're going to be paying three, four times as
3: much. And
0: that's exactly right. And that's what I was about to say. And because we ain't
3: going to have no highways. yeah, <laughs> Because
0: that's always the problem. And that's another problem, you know, going back to fiscal responsibility and what we can do as people of color. Take a baby step because, you know, I don't want to work for $9. Why not? Because you don't know. There's a lot of people, Some people that I know personally started out working at McDonald's as a $9 an hour worker, now you're a district manager. It's True. all about baby steps, but you know, we want to be CEOs. Immediately. Right. As With soon no as we experience. step through the door, yeah. I want to make $150,000, $250,000, $350,000, but uh, I got my GED.
1: Right. That shit worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> I kicked in the door and said, look, y'all going to pay me this and this the work I'm going to do. All right.
0: Yeah, but you see, for the me. thing is, just because you personally have a GD, you have a GD, but you have the brain and you have the work ethic and you actually further educated yourself because college is not for everybody and everybody does not need college well, to succeed.
1: That's what I wanted to add in the beginning too,
3: when I was going to say, um, bad, um, Financial responsibilities.
0: Going to I college is. Not Y'all a gotta bad listen
3: thing. to my episode. I was featured on Talk It Out podcast, and we had a whole hour long discussion about this. And college is for some people; it ain't for everybody. I will say that, but it's definitely for some people. That's right. I'm a. I'm gonna just say it's a bad investment. And
1: for the, some people, the re- the reason I say that. All right, so Jane, you you're an accountant, right? Right. So you went to school for accounting, right? What
3: other classes did you take that? That, I guess, encompasses your, your degree. Um, I took a bunch of business classes, marketing classes. The overall school of business, the school that I went to, you're not just going to graduate with the knowledge of your major. You're going to graduate a overall well-rounded business individual. So there's a lot of things that I learned from the College of Business that were not accounting related that have made me be the person that I am today right. and have made me, you know, get a lot of money. Right. But were they necessary to to become an accountant and to become a,
1: a successful accountant?
3: Uh, absolutely. I would not be where I am today if I did not have my degree. See, And then to get to the next step, I definitely need my degree, which is getting... The next step is getting my CPA. So right. without your college degree, you can't get your CPA. So to negate what you said, it is necessary for some people. For you.
1: Okay. In my experience, this is what I see. I see people going to school and... They they look at it as I'm gonna preface by saying this, people that I know they get these college college loans scholarships grants and all this other stuff that they think is free money they gotta pay it back they're unclear as far as the direction they they want to go they don't know what they want to major in they take all these classes that are completely unnecessary for anything it's like for instance uh Paul a, a recurring guest he he was trying to get a fire science degree or some shit like that. They had this dude taking like English 123 or whatever the hell the number is. you gotta know how to
0: communicate.
3: Yeah, you gotta know how to write. You gotta know how to
0: to type an
1: email and do a
3: business letter. That shit that he... Well, but, that's, but here's the thing: the thing that that where where it is necessary is because a lot of people, unfortunately, go to college and don't know what they want to do. And so, taking those general educate because when I came into college, I was a business major, not knowing that you know through after my first year, realizing that business wasn't for me it was accounting. So most of those classes already, all of those classes rather transfer, you know, still in the same catalog, but the beauty of taking these gen eds is that you're not only opening your mind to the other possibilities as as career choices, but you never know what type of relationship that you're going to create by being in those classes and where that knowledge is going to come in. It might not come in on the job, but it might work on the streets or it might help somebody else that you know. So for me, I I think if we're keeping it real, the, the core of the issue here is that a lot of people go to college like you said, live above their means. They go to schools that they know they have no business going to because it's costing them too much. Mm -hmm. Um, They go in there and they... How do you spend five years in college and you still don't know what you want to do? You better take a personality test. You better take a (laughs) career test (laughs) and figure it out. College is too expensive. I know people that's been in college for seven years. I'm like, yo, this is not... like How how can you afford this at this point? Because after four years, you can't get the Pell Grant no more.
0: Right, but student loans. Student loans, but you... I'm with you. Because guess what? I People that were with me, I when I got to college, we found friends of ours that had been in school for three years already. We graduated and they were still in school. So it was like, man, y'all career students, what's really going on? So but to piggyback off of something that you said, you mentioned relationships. That is another core thing about going to college Mm -hmm. because you do build relationships or you make connections with other people that may be beneficial to you down the line so you
1: shouldn't have to pay for that though
0: if you want to be in the places where these people are you would never have met like some of the people that i know that that are relevant to things that i did i would not have known had i not gone to school
3: Can I ask you a question? Do you not, if you go into a doctor, do you Mm -hmm. want your doctor to have a college degree or does it not matter? It doesn't matter to me. Okay. All right. Well, if I'm going to the hospital or I'm going to the doctor, I want you to have your bachelor's, your master's, your PhD. I want you to have all of that that you need. But think about this. How many people do you know that actually
1: have degrees? That you wouldn't trust to do whatever the shit that they have a degree
3: in. That's another point. So a lot of people go to school for stuff like communications. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they'll they be like, well, I just know I like to communicate. So <laughs> I'm going to go to school for communications. I'm going to get this communication degree and I'm going to get me a job in communications. I'm... And you they don't, don't know you what the hell right? Is, is, is you don't about. have no career path, you didn't do internships. People is not out here grinding. When I was in college, I was working a full-time job, mm-hmm. I was taking 5 classes, and I was doing internships. And somebody told me early in my college career, do not take out more student loans than your average starting salary is in your field. So I found out that their average starting salary and my field was forty thousand, and I only took out twenty nine thousand in student loans. And the reason why I took out Dang. that money is because it was my fault. I was live. I was being grown. I mm-hmm. wanted to live off campus. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have a car, mm-hmm. and I don't complain about it because I knew. I know. I know exactly where all my monies were, Where mm-hmm. all my money went. I went to a. I went to a college where they they get you together as far as resume. They mm-hmm. get you on interviews. Mm-hmm. Like my college. My college investment—that twenty-nine thousand that I had to pay out of pocket—is definitely worth it because I would not be making the money that I am today, and I won't be making the money that I'm going to be making in the next five years. I'm going to be making six figures. I'm speaking at two exits now, and <laughs> I wouldn't be there if I didn't go to college. So it, it depends on the it depends on the field, and it depends on the individual. See,
1: I think you can learn anything well, one without without paying for it. That's why I was a big supporter of uh, Bernie Sanders because I. Th- think that college education should be free. But mm. even though it, it's not, um, there's nothing. All right. So we we used a doctor as an example. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to learn how to become a doctor, I believe I can do so without having to to sit in all these classes and whatnot. I mm-hmm. believe I can learn how to do it right. on my and own. And you're
0: absolutely right it, it that you are 100% true. I don't know. How many of us remember this guy Doctor who set up who set up an office Doctor for Love. years was practicing but had no degrees nothing I think he had a high school diploma and for for years he did that The problem with that is it's illegal and had he killed somebody and he may have yeah you going to jail but you there are some careers paths that you can take that you can straight like plumbers you can become a plumber by being an apprentice you can become an electrician by being an apprentice you don't necessarily have to and back in the day we're talking about um you know 1800s you didn't really go to school you were an apprentice to somebody in a trade and
1: same shit with doctors same shit with with uh astronauts astronauts was apprentices <laughs> damn it
0: no <laughs> astronauts astronauts have to get degrees in something else you can but college has its place there are people who seek to learn from other people and they go they they have their places in society i'm i'm an advocate for college if it's for you college was for me law school was for me But it's not for everybody.
3: Even if you didn't pay for classes, you would have to pay for the books. Either way, you're going to have to pay for it to educate yourself somehow, some way. So I think I I actually like the regulated method of having, you know, somebody, you know, having structure as far as having to pass exams and things of that nature to test their knowledge on a subject. See, I, I disagree with that in a
1: sense that, man, we live in the modern, modern times. And this is the shit I hate. You know how they say there's no such thing as a stupid question. Hmm. You got the fucking Internet at your fingertips. There are such things as stupid questions. But I, I say that to say that the the all the knowledge you need is it's at your fingertips. Now, is it But gonna, who
0: put it there now?
1: Who put what? Where? Who put Mayo Clinic there? Probably a bunch of doctors who put uh, NASA dot there. Probably a fucking
3: astronaut. I don't exactly. know. Like, but A lot it, of people can't do that self-study stuff. Now that's true. That's true. A, a lot, lot of people and I'm can. definitely one of them. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, uh, I can't.
1: No. That's I, true. So, I mean, I guess I'll concede and say that it's not for everybody, but I just see it as a bad investment when...
0: For you. Because no, not for me.
1: For the people that I'm talking about. For the people that are paying, like, let, let's take Jaden's 29 grand, right? If you put twenty nine grand into something and you kind of wish washy and you don't know you didn't change your major a few times, you, it you, wasn't
0: for you in the beginning.
3: Yeah, and that's a bad investment. <laughs> <laughs> once you once you thirty it grand into it, that's it a bad investment. Right, yeah, that's a bad investment because you didn't do your you didn't do enough pre not pre gaming. That's not the right word. Well, but, you know,
0: it is kind of sort of like pre gaming, yeah. but you you didn't. Have a game plan, right? You didn't. You, you didn't, didn't research. Prepare. You did not. Right. And,
1: that, and that's another thing too that they don't prepare us for. Me and my brother, while we were in high school, we used to. We didn't know what the fuck a guidance counselor was, right? And oh. we had like three of them, and it's like, yo, you know, Miss Eldridge—that was her name, uh Miss Eldridge. Yeah, what does she do? I don't know. She a guidance <laughs> counselor?
3: Okay, what's yeah, that mean? That 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 that's very important. I was actually having a discussion. Because I said on Facebook, I'm not coming to the 10-year reunion. Stop inviting me. Some people from high school commented. And I was saying that, you know, the only thing that I did like was the guidance counselors because they got us prepared for college. Mm -hmm. But little did I know that the only reason why my group of... Uh, students that out the science and tech program that we got that special treatment was because we were in the program but a lot of kids that were not in a special program did not get that privilege so I think that's very important it does start in high school
0: guidance counselors don't do much because the ones at my high school I knew who they were I knew what they were supposed to do but I got it myself Mm. you know I was the one who researched the colleges that I wanted to go to for the program to see which one was the best. My guidance counselor did absolutely nothing. Matter of fact, I walked, you know, I went the one time that I did go into our office, I went into her office to ask her a question. And the way she answered me made me realize that I do this shit on my own. It was like, you know what? I'm on my own. I see you later. I got this, you know, I'm gonna do me.
1: So ours didn't tell us like, we we were never in, guided or even encouraged to pursue college. So a lot of the white kids were. Um fortunate. Yeah, they knew who a guidance counselor was. So I remember when we finally found out who and what a guidance counselor did, me and my brother together went to go see a Miss Eldridge. <laughs> and we were like, uh, Miss Eldridge, this is like, I'm gonna say I had to be in maybe eighth grade, I think, because that's the last that's the last. And Paul was in the ninth grade and we were like, oh, well, so what do we do after school? You boys should probably start filling out job applications now, not college applications, job applications. So it's like, damn. But everyone else is being told you need to prepare for your SATs. You need to prepare for the ACTs, You need to prepare for this, that and the other. But the kids from our neighborhood, me and my brother, I mean, experience this firsthand is, y'all niggas need to find a, a <laughs> job because, right. you know, yeah. you ain't going to college and you shouldn't go to college. So I'm like, damn, that's kind of a fucked up thing to tell someone, you know, at such an impressionable an age. eighth grader. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, that that's, uh, I forgot where the hell I was going with that, but. That yeah, that guidance.
0: Your guidance counselor was a bitch, that, which is where you were going. That she did not guide you, and that—that that is true in a lot of cases. Like, like I said, I realized that I had to guide myself. Jaden's experience was different. His guidance counselor is what made you go down the path that you were on, yeah. right? So, I mean, we all have different experiences, but for the most part, school is good. Okay.
2: Uh, yeah, school is good.
0: so
1: i mean you you had college everyone in here other than me i believe has college
2: yeah so i think with me it was different um a little different um i really didn't go seek out my guidance counselor um and my guidance counselor didn't really go seek me out either um i did everything on my own similar to what what uh uh, did but the thing is I was always encouraged or told you were going to college and that was in my house gotcha so I didn't have outside influences telling me you can't do it or you shouldn't do it or this is what you need to do
0: you my, gonna do it yeah my <laughs>
2: parents were the ones saying okay um what are your grades like what do you want to do you know
0: you going to school or
1: else
2: yeah. You, there wasn't a question about if i'm going to college so what, it was when
1: what do you think they would have said if you would have been like no i ain't
2: yes you are because i'm working for it right now i'm investing for it right now you were going to college
0: you there know was what? no this was a serious sidebar where the hell did this come Man, from we
3: <laughs> was talking about yeah, the it kids was tangent, on hell. tangent on tangent just, but, um, separated Long story short, back to the subject I think that, um, <laughs> illegal, illegal immigration is a bunch of BS. Yeah. So yes. Yes. moving on to the next Supreme Court case. Yeah. One, two? Yeah, Judge Judge Ann?
0: The book, the baker, the candlestick maker.
1: Yes. I actually let me um just a, a couple of quick uh notes on the whole um kids being put in the concentration camps. That boy the,
0: keeps saying concentration. That, camps. that's essentially
1: what they are. Um, over the sure. past six weeks, mm-hmm. 2,000 children have been separated from their families and thrown into abandoned in Walmart. So now they're building a tent city because they're at full capacity. So they're at putting the these kids out Walmart. in the heat in these tents oh my in Texas in the summertime oh indefinitely. Uh, the kids are locked in their cages for 22 hours a day. They are only allowed to go outside for one hour every day, supervised, and then they get another hour to roam inside of the Walmart. They're yep. they're in cages, chain it's link like cages.
0: Dog, you ever see a dog run or a kennel? Kennel. So so chain link fences. With, this this is uh, the killer right is. here.
1: The killer is Attorney General Jeff Sessions says yes. he justifies it because God said it was okay. Let me let me just quote Jeff Sessions. I would cite to you the Apostle Paul and his clear and wise command in Romans 13, to obey the laws of the government because God has ordained the government for his purposes. So the Pope clapped back. The Pope said the Bible teaches that God loves the foreigner residing among you, Mm -hmm. give them food and clothing, and to love those people who are foreigners. For Mm -hmm. you yourself were foreigners in Egypt.
0: I just like to say, piggybacking off that, very quickly, Jeff Sessions basically did what every Caucasian person has done throughout history, use the Bible to justify what they want to do. Just mm-hmm. like they used the Bible to justify slavery. Mm-hmm. They used the Bible to justify the Holocaust. Anything that has no justification, they're Go to is God's word, but as God's twisted word. <laughs>
3: yes. I mean because at the end of the day nobody knows what was really said. So I mean it was translated over and over again. So at right. this point right. it's just any man's game, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: It's it's the
2: craziest thing ever.
3: That's why we need to separate church and state. That is yeah, technically that that supposed was to be separate. Qu- that was my
2: question like Why is he even saying this? Like, and you're the attorney general. He was like, it was an off the cuff remark. He just,
0: because he knew that there had to be a justification. And basically what he want, what he was trying to say is God created government and God put man as a head of a government and you should obey the government. But it's like,
1: I guess. So this Supreme Court ruling on the cake baker that refused to make a cake. For a same-sex uh, marriage.
0: That's
2: right. So I, this is an update from because we we yeah, actually we talked did, about this we did case talk in about a past it. podcast.
0: Yeah, and I was I was kind of waiting for the. Um, I thought that it was going to bring more drama than it did, but the Supreme Court pulled an okie doke. They basically the way they decided this case was so narrow that there is. Basically, no way that it could be used as precedent. That that's my estimation. Now, whether or not someone is gonna try to use it as president is something different, but it's like there's no way. So basically what happened was this. Frank and Bobby, they are not their real names because I can't remember what their real names are. But they walk into a cake shop and they say, Cake maker, make me a cake. We're getting married. And Cake maker said, hell nah, Jesus would not like me to make you a cake because I don't believe, you know, it is against my religious beliefs, same sex marriages. So they walk out and apparently one of them had their mom call the cake maker and say, hey, why you didn't make my son's wedding cake? And the cake maker said, it is a, He once again reiterated that it was against his religious belief. He did not believe in same-sex marriages, that he would sell them anything else. He would sell them cookies. He would sell them brownies, cupcakes, whatever you want. But I'm not making a wedding cake. So in Colorado, they have um, this commission that, because they have this law, that polices things like this. So discriminatory actions. And you can file a complaint with this um, commission and they will investigate and based on that investigation, they were in turn um, have like this hearing in front of this administrative law judge if they found that what you've done was discriminatory. So that's what they did found the baker was discriminating on the base of sexual orientation. So they file they file the complaint they go before the, the administrative law judge, Administrative law judge says, yes, you were discriminatory. There was then an appeal to the full commission. Commission says, yes, you're using your religion. You're using religion as a cop out. That's not really why you're doing whatever, whatever. So they the cake maker takes this to the court of appeals. Court of appeals agrees with the commission. And so cake maker said, F y'all. I'm taking this to Colorado Supreme Court. Colorado Supreme Court said, and we ain't touching this shit. So then the cake maker said, "Well, now I'm taking it to the Supreme Court since y'all don't want to touch the shit." So the Supreme Court says we're overturning everything everybody else did. Cake maker was right to in what he did. So
1: my thing is with that. Let me if someone turned me away because of discrimination. I wouldn't want to spend my money there anyway. And I think I voiced that when we right. spoke. I, I would not want. I don't want to force you.
0: It's the principle. To, of the I, understand, thing.
1: I understand the principle. And I, I mean, I understand he should be. Well, in my opinion, although he wasn't. There there should be some uh, repercussions for discrimination. However, I would not want to spend my money with with him or his business.
0: All right. We're going back to this whole separation of church and state situation. Howard, see, in a part of what the reason why the Supreme Court ruled the way they did, this is going to come up because now that same sex marriages is the law of the land, of course, you know, we're going to see this more and more and there will be more and more court cases. But part of the reason why the Supreme Court ruled the way it did was because when the commission actually heard this complaint, they Basically, poo-pooed this man's religious beliefs instead of taking religion out of it and deciding on the merits. When he, when the the baker said the reason why I did not do this is because one, the First Amendment gives me freedom of speech, and he equated his artistic expression of making this cake to freedom of speech. He also said that um, it was a um what? That was another reason that had to do an another part of the First Amendment, freedom, freedom to exercise his religion is what he said. And for the most part, like I was saying earlier, Colorado's commission once again poo pooed his religious beliefs. When he brought that into the discussion, they were like, no, that's not why you did it. You don't really believe that. This is just something that you're trying to pass off because you didn't want to make the cake. So they brought religion into this thing and they ruled on the basis of, kind of sort of on the basis. So what the Supreme Court said was they should have done this without bringing religion into it. But that he he, because of the way that the commission ruled, And what happened during that ruling, they overturned everything. But that wouldn't happen. I don't think it's going to happen again.
3: Were there charges being brought forth to the Baker in regards to discrimination? Were they seeking monetary compensation?
0: They can't. In Colorado, the only thing that the commission could do because they found him guilty was to tell him stop doing it. Okay, so case closed, next case
3: <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day Like, you know Look, I went to Princeton um, Not too long ago On the Unapologetic Tour I ended up in in Pennsylvania And meeting a friend for brunch mm-hmm. And we just had I didn't know that it was on Princeton's campus But um, there were Five black people And I was with three of them mm-hmm. that I saw that whole afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did, we were victims of racial discrimination, unfortunately, but it wasn't, it wasn't outward. Like he didn't have to call us a nigger. Like, I know that's what you were thinking in your head. Oh, you got star, y'all got starbucked. We pretty much was like, we pretty much got pushed out. Like if I stood still, I would have, I would have been in a physical altercation. But because, you know, I'm from the streets, (laughs) I knew I knew to step back because because he was like he had his hand out, like was pushing us out of the restaurant. And did you eat there? Like, heck no. Basically, he was we were supposed to be seated and they were trying to seat us next to uh, they would try to seat us in between two families on this long bench right Mm -hmm. and it was five of us and so he had three chairs like three of these chairs all up on each other no space in between Mm. you can't seat people like that right Mm -hmm. and so I said I don't know if this is going to work because if I sit here then my leg would be brushing up against this lady's leg and she doesn't know and before I can even finish my sentence he cut me off you know how white people they try to talk all ethnic he's like Oh, this ain't gonna work. Y'all gonna have to wait anyway, cause your whole party ain't even here. And then that's when he started, you know, moving the chairs. Mm-hmm. And he's on the phone at the same time, and with one hand and the other hand, he moves the chair, and then he like starts like pushing me towards the exit. Mm-hmm. So as he's doing that, I'm backing up, like, oh, wait a minute, step in the name of love, like, you <laughs> yeah, know, no. like, hey, don't touch me. And so when we got outside, I was like, we just experienced racism. Mm-hmm that's crazy. I'm not taking my money here. I don't care how good Mm -hmm. the food is. I'm going to find a place where I can take my money and I'm not going to be discriminated against. And that's what I did. Right. Exactly. So um, I mean, to me, I, I get that discrimination is bad, but I feel like in a case where somebody, where you have the choice to spend your money with a certain business, you don't have to spend your money there. I think it's important to spread the word and speak out against it, but if there's nothing, if you're not going to get no monetary compensation and there's nothing legally that could be done, I feel like just get the word out there and then support the businesses that 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 do support your people. Mm-hmm. But basically
0: what they were, when I said principal, what they were trying to do, what they did, they were trying to set precedent. Gotcha. You know, it was,
1: All right, this he is, was this trying is to set me. precedent. Hold on. This is bugging me. Is it precedence or precedent? Dent. Is it? I always thought it was precedence.
0: They had Learn something new every week. Shit. Sure. Okay. So they, they, that's what they were, they were basically trying to say, look, just because you say your religion, you, you are a conscientious objector because of your religion.
1: Muhammad Ali.
0: Means, does not mean that every gay person or gay couple that walk through these doors Basically, you can discriminate against them. And that's, that's the precedent they were trying to set. They did not set that.
3: Okay, so they were trying to make it kind of like HR rules where it, you you can't legally discriminate against somebody because of age, sex, sexual mm-hmm. orientation. and Right. And
2: I, that's don't,
3: I don't know if y'all know this, but in North Carolina, you can get fired for sexual orientation. Wait, yeah. what, wait where? Mm-hmm. In North Carolina. When surprised. I went to uh, Pride a couple years ago, they were uh, trying to do a petition because... Like yeah, if you're if your manager finds out that you like a little dick or a little pussy on the side, they they will they they can wait, fire you and wait, and not wait,
0: well, well, let me tell you.
3: Anybody can any
0: right, anybody can fire anybody because most states have at-will employment. But something like that and if it's knowing and it's it's out there, that's against the law federally.
3: Well, I don't know, but in North Carolina, it's it's okay.
0: Man, but you know well, North you know, Carolina
3: is a little behind well, we because
0: we 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 did an episode it's a lot of for people um, who remember our rape episode in North Carolina, you know, once it's impossible for you the way the law and the the case law is, it's impossible for you to withdraw consent. So in most right. yeah, most places, if you're having sex with someone and you say no at any point and they refuse to stop, that's rape. In North Carolina, if you give consent initially and you tell them to stop and they don't, it's not rape.
1: North Carolina's fucked up. So, uh, yeah, talking they, to Paul last week, he brought up a few things too, uh, like the bathroom bill that originated in right? North Carolina. Right. There's a few few other things. So yeah, North Carolina, fuck you. <laughs> but but I love the people of North Carolina, but fuck the state.
0: So, I mean, if you think about what the things that we were talking about in discrimination. And I understand people have religious beliefs. People believe lots of things, but some people actually hide behind their religious beliefs. Facts, You know, it's not, it's not because they just use that as a wall.
1: Mm-hmm. So if I, if my religion, let's, all right, we went over, I don't know, a lot of weeks ago about how you can start your own religion, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> If I start my own religion, you, you, you want to start your own religion. Oh no, nah, I'm, I'm just saying, though, <laughs> you you file your 501 C3PO, whatever, <laughs> but you start a religion. If I put in my religion is, is Scientology. Is that a recognized religion? It is. Yes. OK, so anyone can start a religion. <laughs> if I start my religion and say I do not serve whites, I do not serve women, I do not serve Hispanics. If that's in my religion, and then I'm practicing that at my place of business,
0: dude, that gonna never fly. But
1: this Supreme Court ruling is telling me that it will.
0: No, it won't, because nah. once again, that Supreme Court ruling is so narrow.
1: I'm practicing it, my faith.
0: It is pretty much. Well, let me tell you what. What else? Because I left this part out at the time that this happened. Just to let y'all know, this happened in 2012, mm-hmm. and at the time that it happened. It was not legal in the state of Colorado to get married if you were a same sex couple. So, well, when the baker turned these people away, he wasn't doing anything against the law because same sex marriages was not legal. That
1: what's that got to do with him? He he makes he puts eggs and sugar in a fucking no, bowl. Like, no,
0: he does. He does something. He he performs a service, but he does it himself. Right. It's like you paint a house. Right.
1: It, it's your labor. Okay, so if the person's house who I'm painting, let's say they just murdered their spouse in the other room. Mm-hmm. I'm going to still paint the house and get the money. <laughs> I mean, so, like, what the, what the fuck? Like, nah, that dude, he, he can't be the Lone Ranger. Whoa. Well, this is for, for justice for and right they're breaking now, the law. For right nah, now, man. he is the
0: Lone Ranger. And like I said, this is not going to set any kind of precedent. It's not because the facts of his case were so specific that it wouldn't happen again.
1: I'm, my last my last remark on it is going to be what this is going to do is the same thing Donald Trump has done his entire presidency and before. It's going to open up the door for people to feel comfortable against discriminating against people, because let's face it. No, not everyone. But they do is, it every
0: day. You talking about people right, feel comfortable. Right. But
1: it's, it's more a, so it's an now. everyday
0: thing more it's been so. it's been like that for years more hundreds.
1: so because not everyone is intelligent enough and not not to knock anyone but not everyone is intelligent enough to know the intricacies and the nuances as far as this case is concerned what they just see is it's okay for me to refuse to serve homosexuals so it's going to have the trump effect and you're going to have more people discriminating. There will be many.
0: There will be many more cases that they, they will. They, they there has been many more cases. There's actually a case in California that was something like this, and the shop owner actually won. So what what this is setting up for is basically people like me who are independent contractors. You know, if I own a business. And I don't want to serve you. I kind of sort of have some wiggle room. But it's different if it's, say, a Starbucks. You you see the difference? It's, it's a shade of gray because I I am my work. You know, that's just like you trying to force me to work for somebody when I am an independent, autonomous person. You can't force me to do that. So, kind it of... It is
3: a lot of gray area. It's, it's unfortunately we can't necessarily put race and sexual orientation on the same playing field when it comes to this conversation in particular.
0: Man, I would throw all of it in the bag, really, because for me, discrimination is discrimination. Mm -hmm. No matter how you're doing it, what your justification is for doing it. Because just like homeboy over here won't like me because I'm a woman. Homeboy over there won't like me because I'm black. You know, this chick over here won't like me because... I'm gay. You know, it's like
3: so do you think it would have went a little differently if the um if the couple was a black couple and the and the white baker said, I'm uh it's against my religion to oh to of bake course. Neighbors, fortunately. That
0: One thousand percent it never would have flew. Gotcha. Wait,
1: oh that that's actually uh very
3: interesting. So and that's that, what I'm it saying. Never we, we, it what I'm never saying. we can't flown. we can't equate the two. In this, never in this particular case, let's say, in this matter, rather, let's say they were
1: black homosexuals, but they were being discriminated against for being homosexual. However, they happened to be black.
0: The case still would have would have shook out the way because he would have said, oh, "I'm gonna no. tell I'm gonna tell you why." He would because up. he is saying what what he has said from the very beginning. The reason why I made it, I did not make it, is because same sex marriages is against my religion. He will he will say that to the day that he died. It doesn't matter if they were Chinese, black, white. His <laughs> His justification was because his religious beliefs tell him that homosexual marriage is wrong. So just because they're black for me and for the court would have held no credence. It wasn't like how would they prove that they did that he did it because they were black?
1: I guess in saying that, uh, let's move on to the newer segment this is the unapologetic ask (laughs) uh ask an accountant (laughs) accountant
3: (laughs) accountant all right so i am your official unofficial accountant for the day wait he said official unofficial that Um, sound
0: like dan something like a lawyer
3: Hey, you can teach yourself, right? You know, yeah. There you go. <laughs> you're gonna be like that doctor doing pap smears. <laughs> 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 like yeah, open your legs. Yeah, a little mm. more. <laughs> okay, so I can get three fingers in there. So um, something, something wrong. And you're, you're, you're not, you're not twitching. You're, doing, you're so. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you some tightening cream. <laughs> but um, back to the accounting, um questions so I can do true or false and then and then explain Ooh, I like it. true I okay. like true or false. I okay. like true okay. or false. Great. So the first true or false is not in my notes anymore. It's in my um email. So give me a second. Aww. I cut and paste and
1: uh while he's looking for that let yeah, me ask, ask Becky. Uh oh I got a I got an accounting question for you. Uh Oh, and maybe. Lord. OK, so is it true that. Oh, this is true or false, too. Is it true that if you own a business, let's say you have a, a LLC or maybe even a, a, a K-1. K no. K-1. OK. <laughs> do can you mean can you put your business's finances into your bank account?
0: oh wait that wasn't that was a yes or no but no
1: can you put your true or false
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: um i am going i'm gonna say false
0: false why
2: because it was a 50 50 chance i was gonna get it right
1: (laughs) good you are 50
2: 50 right but now why (laughs) well you know what you Te- can
1: you can pay yourself, can't
0: technically you? Technically you can. You can like I always say, people can do anything they want to do, but is that fiscally sound? No it is not. Because and the reason why you want to keep those things separated is because when you commingle funds, that helps people delegitimize your business. Like if something is happening and you don't want to be held Personally accountable. One of the ways that the people that are trying to make you personally accountable, how they can pierce your business entity, is pointing to the fact that you have commingled funds between your personal and your business. Am I right on this? Facts. All right. All right.
1: So don't put your business money into your bank account.
0: In your personal bank account.
1: So how do you spend your business money then?
0: You got a bank account, right?
3: You take. Well, it I out. can't put my money. in it. You could pull it out, but you—it's called a distribution. Gotcha. See that? Yeah. Or or you can put yourself on payroll. So I'd
1: be swiping my business card at the strip clubs. Gotcha.
0: You know what? Going to jail.
3: No. no. Going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Going to jail. I, mean, I know people that do, but I don't code it to any business expense. <laughs> shareholder distribution. uh Oh, that's on about. Shareholder distribution. Yeah. No. All right, so I got my questions together. So, true or false? Filing taxes is voluntary if you make more than $500. Ooh,
1: I'd say wait, we're going to go around the room. Okay, I'm going to say that is true.
0: Okay, so the question says filing taxes is, is voluntary. voluntary if you make over
1: 500. Wait, oh, you said over. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you said under. Wait, false.
0: Wait, you can't change your
1: answer. I, I, I misheard.
0: Listen. <laughs> 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 okay, so wait. Can, don't can I think, read don't, it don't, one don't, more time? Don't, don't
3: think too don't think too Because I was about to say, it. what
0: kind of income is this? Is no, this
3: no, no. Passive no, income no, or just, is this... Just take it for face value.
0: Okay, so I made 500 filing, hot dollars.
3: 500 filing taxes is voluntary if you make more than $500. False.
2: I'm going to go ahead follow the room. False.
3: Okay, so it is a trick question. Yes, the answer is false. So there is a federal there is a federal minimum that you can make. But it changes every year. But $500 is not that amount. I just wanted to get y'all, uh, get the... Get the years. juices flowing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All, right. all right. all right. Wait, was I to something though with the whole exemption and... Yeah. Okay. Yes, you are. All right. But if you, um, let's say you only made let's say you only made $2,000 in a year, while you might not be required to file a tax return, if you did have federal income tax or state income tax withheld and you're not somebody's dependent, it would behoove you to file a tax return so that you can recapture those taxes withheld from your check. Boy,
0: look at the brain all jaded. What I do is say behoove and recapture. I like those words. Thank you. Yeah.
3: (laughs) All right. Next one. True or false? You can claim pets as dependents. Mm, As much as I want to say true.
1: Wait. Do people count as pets? No. Okay. False.
0: That is false. But it damn sure should be true because them bastards are expensive. But do you know there was actually a bill called PTS that was introduced and they shot it down? I didn't. Yes. like, come
3: on. But you are correct. The answer is false. You cannot claim your pet as a dependent. I have a lot of clients, a lot of clients <laughs> that ask me if they could claim their dog on their tax return because they took them to the vet that and it cost them a thousand dollars. And the answer is always no. Well, you know It should, if, it should. If, I agree you should be able to though.
0: If breeding is your business, or if you have like a dog that is a show dog, yeah, then then yeah, turn you. You know what? I just thought, man, my they
1: ain't dog gonna be a
3: dependent though. Man, my
0: my dog is a show dog. Hold
3: okay, about to... we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's see how you hold up against that audit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, true or false? Illegal activity is not taxable. Mm-hmm. That wait is not wait.
1: Illegal activity is not. Taxable. Damn. I don't I like see the way why you didn't worded. take the ACT. Man, shut your ass. <laughs> I see up. exactly why. I'm ai I can't say true or false because it's fucking me up. So I'm just gonna say you have to pay taxes on illegal income.
0: The an- the answer is false.
1: Okay. I I the way it was worded, like <laughs> my mother used to ask me shit like, um, do you do you wanna get your ass whooped or not? Like you say yes or no. I mean, I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I feel you Um, false
1: We
3: Next one, we're going around that way Yeah
2: <laughs> Okay,
3: so, um, you're right Illegal The government doesn't really care How you got this money mm-hmm. As far as the IRS is concerned All They don't right. care how you got it But right. if, if you made income You need to report income made Whether that be cash tips, card You know um, and you need to pay taxes on it. Right. So what people think is there's a rumor out there that if you report it on your taxes that you can't go to jail. If I file my tax return and I say occupation, drug dealer, All right, sales, um, sell, uh, selling of cannabis in a state that where it's not legal or selling crack, selling her- heroin, if I put that on my tax return, Nine times out of ten, I'm going to jail. Yeah. If, some, if somebody's doing a job, if I'm going to jail.
0: I am a street corner former
3: you know, representative. You know who went to jail for that? That don't say, Capone. It. No,
0: about to say it was, one was tax evasion. Yeah, he because didn't, he didn't want to report. Right, he didn't report it. That's how they got him. They couldn't get uh-huh. for nothing else. Poor Capone. Mm,
3: mm. Mm, mm. Very unfortunate. So yes. I don't have any clients that participate in illegal activity, but. We do. <laughs> Hey, more power to you! I don't think I want that clientele. I just, I just don't think I want it. All right, so the next true or false: Students do not have to pay taxes.
2: That's false. If you're a student, false.
3: I'm gonna follow the room, and I'm gonna say false. <laughs> okay, you're right. So a lot of people think that because you're in college or you're in high school that. All the money that you made is not taxable, but in many cases, that's not the case. Um, I know a lot of people like myself who work full-time while in college. So as if you get to that federal minimum that you where you have to file a tax return, you have to file a tax return, period. And um, it, it hurts people who are actually dependents because you lose your exemption. Mm-hmm. Is everybody in this room familiar with that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right, cool. All right, cool. So I don't got to break it down. Blah. So the next one is my accountant is liable for any mistakes. True or false?
2: I'm going to say
3: Let
1: me let me jump in because she probably knows the answer, but I'm going to say false. He is not liable.
0: Okay, what I am going to say, I need some elaboration on uh, <laughs> Accountable or liable because is this he is liable?
3: I can give you an example
0: via the IRS, or is he liable via you?
3: I can give you an example. Okay, talk to me. Okay, so um, I'm your accountant, you mm-hmm. give me all your paperwork, mm-hmm. and I file your tax return. Mm-hmm. Three months later, you get a notice from the IRS saying that you did not report all of your income, and because of that, you owe more taxes. You come to me and tell me that I didn't report all of your income, and I tell you no. And in fact, you didn't give me that W two.
0: It's on you. So it's,
3: a, and, it's and on the client. So so that. But what if it, what if it what what if you did give me the W two, and I say, oh, I forgot.
0: Still on the client mm-hmm. because
3: they signed it. You're
0: signing right. And you're signing it, but you do face some liability as far as yourself and the client goes.
1: But that's where you get errors and omissions
3: insurance.
0: You better have it. Or yeah. some malpractice insurance.
3: I, I I've get, I get a lot of clients who they go to these um they go to these scammers in Atlanta. I'm gonna mm-hmm. just keep it real. These people that don't have no type of accounting mm-hmm. tax background. I know people that went from the strip club to filing taxes. Turbo I, tax, I, that's I, right. I, I, I can't make this up. This is real life. So they go to these people who promise them the biggest refund that they're gonna get, right? And then before you know it, Three years later, they get audited and the IRS says, We need you to prove that you had thirty thousand uh self-employment business miles. And mm-hmm. the person says, Well, I didn't tell them that. Mm-hmm. You signed the return. You have to mm-hmm. review your tax return mm-hmm. in depth. If you sign it, then you're accepting responsibility That's for correct.
1: it. What's crazy too is there's this guy here in New Orleans. His name is the tax man, right?
0: Tax man. He's
1: been arrested three or four times thrown in jail for fraudulent tax returns. Mm -hmm. If you go there, you go there with your ID, nothing more. (laughs) You are a student, so you get the education (laughs) credit. Wow. They sell dependents in the lobby, Mm -hmm. so they have all the single mothers. They're like, and it's crazy because it's like one kid will cost you $1,100, and it's like, that's not even worth it in most cases, but- $1,100 Eleven hundred for one kid, fifteen hundred for two, and it was like two grand for three kids,
0: and we see this over and over again,
1: so what he does is he got arrested, he gets out. I think there's an ongoing investigation, but they shut his tax business down. He opens up under he gets a new e r o number mm-hmm. ethan an ethan number, yeah, there you go, and uh. Opens up under another name, and it's like he's been around since probably the nineties. They've Mm -hmm. been investigating this dude
3: since the nineties. I don't know how people get away with that, but um, I do see that in Georgia as well. I see uh, businesses get shut down, and then you'll read articles: this person was in jail, they released in jail, and they're still doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. But um, my last point was: I shouldn't file taxes if I owe student loans true or
0: false? (laughs) Hmm.
1: I'm going to go against the grain here and I'm going to say if you are out here asking this question, the answer to you is (laughs) true.
0: (laughs) Ah. For now. Uh, I'm going to give the real answer. The answer is false.
3: Okay, so if you owe student loans, that's okay. Now, the only problem is if you're if you're Not in compliance with making your payments, they will take that. Yes, mm -hmm. if you're in default of your student loan payment, they will snatch your Mm refunds. Even if you are married, if we file a a married filing joint and you and you and we're supposed to get a refund and you've been in default of your student loan, they'll take our refund and to your student loans. I've seen it happen before six thousand dollars down the drain.
0: And you know, something that that is very recent that we've discovered piggybacking off of that filing a joint tax return you know in the state of louisiana where where um your property is belongs to both of you so your tax refund is considered the property of both so we're a community property state now up until a year ago you would be able to file an injured spouse claim and get half of that back as recent as this year I've seen someone come to me with a letter from the IRS after we sent in an injured spouse claim. And the letter says, you live in a community property state. And because you live in a community property state, the the IRS has the right to attach this whole refund.
3: Wow. Because
0: even though it's your separate debt, community money can be used to satisfy this separate debt.
3: Well, I mean that just goes to show that people need to do their research on who they marry. As well. <laughs> I tell people all the time, you know, if even to be in a relationship with me, I need to see your credit score. I need to see your credit reports, all three. I need to see check stubs.
2: See, that could go to the other part of our earlier discussion. Look, I was just what? thinking about that.
0: A financial bad financial yeah, a bad decision. Financial move yeah. is marrying
2: the wrong
3: a,
0: person. Married somebody who has a three hundred <laughs> credit score. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, uh, it's time for Ask an Attorney.
3: All right. An
2: attorney. Mm -hmm. Attorney, attorney, attorney. Yes. Yes. This is from Mr. (laughs) Handyman504 in New Orleans. (laughs) I went to return an item at Bed Bath & Beyond. Okay. I walked in and realized I left the receipt in my car, so I set the waffle iron that I got on the counter and told them I would be right back with a receipt. When I came back in with the receipt, the store manager came running up to me and accusing me of grabbing the item off the shelf and trying to return it as if I never purchased it. To make matters worse, they insisted on me in- emptying my pockets and called the police. When the police got there, I explained the situation and the officers asked the manager to review the security footage. The manager came back out of the, out and told them that he made a mistake. After I returned the item and got my money back, the manager offered me one of those 20% off coupons that you get in the mail every month. I told him to fuck off. I consulted with an attorney to see what could be done, and she was supposed to be writing a letter to Bed Bath and Beyond corporate office. This never materialized. That Now, what would I be able to sue Bed Bath & Beyond for? Um, Public humiliation. Um, Would wrongful uh, detainment be an option? What about discrimination? What would you do? All right. So
0: so, since all y'all are something like a lawyer, let's hear what y'all would do or what y'all would say would be how you would handle this. What legal ramifications or what? what do you what do you think legally mr hollywood that this person would be able to bring what kind of claim
3: well i think that i would do what a lot of lawyers do which we see right now there's a case where a young man was discriminated in Walmart and now they made it racial discrimination and sexual orientation discrimination. So I would bring up the fact that that manager called him a nigger and um, talk about how this is racial inequality and this is a hate crime. And um, and he, he obviously had to go to therapy and um, we need to get, damages uh, we need to get payment for his medical bills and um, pain and suffering
0: all right Dan
3: I'm I'm actually gonna
1: agree and as uh Mr. Hollywood's co-counsel <laughs> I'm gonna also say uh our client has PTSD now and the nigga can't get in a bath <laughs> now because of this yeah. whole situation yeah. so like, um, every
0: time he smells since out of Out of Bed Bath and Beyond, he start clicking.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm gonna go with the whole pain and suffering. The um, the public humiliation, I think is a is a you know way you can go. Um, also, I think it might be a little. I mean, you could sue. As as Anne's slogan is, you can sue anyone for anything <laughs> but will you win is the question
3: yeah is it worth it
2: yeah is it worth it or, or, and will you actually get what you want um I think it might be a little it could be difficult um with the discrimination depending on certain circumstances that we don't have or certain details that we don't have facts all right yeah so so my hold
1: on did you just say facts
2: facts that she was Elaborating
1: that not facts. I understand that, but you have never once in your life, until Jaden got here, said the word facts.
0: Wait, what are you talking about? Everything is I'm gonna say you are is, an
1: influencer. Everything because, is
0: fact driven.
1: Yes, but you have never used the common terminology as found in our urban dialect as facts.
0: <laughs> oh.
3: What can I say? I have
0: that. Ah. Okay. So this is what I would say that our young Mr. Handyman could file suit for malicious prosecution, slander, well, defamation via slander, um, false imprisonment. Yeah. The store detained him and then called the police. So false imprisonment. And, the fact that they called the police malicious prosecution, and the fact that they labeled him a shoplifter—slander.
3: Mm, interesting. Let me know where to send my retainer. Just exactly, because you know, something happens in Louisiana. You know, mm. I need to make sure I'm covered. <laughs> I guess that wraps it up for. Can us. I just say one last thing? Absolutely. Yes. Actually, two last things. Yeah. Okay, so one thing I want to say to the people: Listen, y'all. I know that y'all might be scared of the IRS, but please file your taxes. <laughs> Even if you know you owe taxes, please wow. file your tax returns on time. Amen. Because there are three penalties. There's a file, failure to file penalty. There's a... Wait. Failure to file. There's a failure to pay. pay. And then there's... Um, a lot of times a failure to pay your estimated tax payments. Mm -hmm. If you're self-employed, the IRS expects you to pay 90% of your taxes within the tax year. So what a lot of people do is that they wait five years and they don't, you know, anywhere from three to five years and they don't file their taxes. But what you fail to realize is that all your 1099s and W-2s have already gone to the IRS. So in their mind, they have already calculated how much you owe. So they'll do a proposed assessment Mm -hmm. and they'll charge interest and penalties. So what I suggest doing is that if you know that you owe you don't have the money at least file on time and get a payment arrangement if it's gonna if it's gonna take you longer than six months the irs will work with you to get a payment arrangement that works with your budget to get your taxes paid down
2: so basically you're saying if you're now wesley snipes or don <laughs> Cheadle can afford to move to another country to right. avoid this right. stuff, pay your taxes right yeah that
3: that and I want to say that in October, the, week, the first weekend of October, I'm working with the Empress Nick. We're throwing an event called a Pod Connection, so it's going to be uh, very similar to Pod Palooza that I spoke about earlier. It's going to be a big meetup uh, for podcasters. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to have a weekend of events. So Friday night, we're going to have a meetup and we're going to be going to have a club outing. Saturday is where a lot of the business is going to be handled. We're doing a combination of live shows. Uh, workshops, seminars, and networking. And, of course, i partying Saturday night. And then Sunday, we're doing a going-away brunch because we get down when it comes <laughs> to brunch in Atlanta, and I want everybody to experience it.
0: Okay, so Atlanta is the place. Yes. And you said the, the beginning worse. of October. So yes, October
3: was... 5th through the 7th. Um, that's
0: 5th through the 7th?
3: Yes, October 5th you, is a Friday Atlanta? through December. I mean, October 7th, which is a Sunday. We can we can do it, but the
1: thing is, y'all be leaving me.
2: Wait,
1: yeah, we why? would. Yeah, because y'all know we? I ain't going to no club. Y'all know I ain't Man, going to no it, brunch. It y'all it know ain't I ain't going to I no I got um uh shout PTSD. Out, shout out to all my people with uh mental illness. Um, I have anxiety and PTSD like type of shit. So when it comes to being in a group, when it
3: comes to mm-hmm. being around
1: people, and even people, when it's
3: about people around people, mm-hmm. you know,
1: it t- yeah, it takes me a while. Like. For instance, I'm gonna give you an example, and this is kind of how my mental illness uh works, like when you walked in, right, I was kind of apprehensive as uh-huh. far as you know engaging in conversation, but the longer you know we sat here, the yeah. easier it became Now, I talked to you a million times on Twitter, yeah, uh, no. so it's like you know it's not it's not like you're a complete stranger, but so that's that's with one person, so now if you amplify that by 10, 20, 30, 40 people. Mm-hmm. You're talking panic attacks, um, avoidance behavior, things like mm-hmm. that. So, like, that's what my Twitter name actually comes from. I don't use illegal drugs. Uh, Dan on drugs is the medication that right. I'm on to help for my um, anxiety. It's Clean just kinda, it up.
3: Clean it up. No, it's just kind of a, a running <laughs> joke. So, yeah, y'all would leave so me. Can, so, with the... Okay, so you don't drink, right? No, don't drink. Okay, so... The medication that you're on it doesn't help with being in settings like that. No, it oh. only helps. Even me. a brunch. I feel like a
1: brunch. I I I may be able to do a brunch as long as if Ann was there, I think I'd be able to cope. If Becky was there, I'd be able to cope.
3: Ann is going to be on one side, and then Becky's gonna yeah, be on one side, and I'll but be but like coming to the brunch.
1: Yeah, and I'll be like like I mean, I used to be the one. I had one of my homies sitting on one side one on the other and I just had the shank under the table like oh this like I know shit about to pop off any <laughs> minute and it could be it could be a whole bunch of people that I actually know like but I know something going to pop gonna off we're going to make sure you're comfortable right
0: so you
3: know sometimes <laughs> if, if, I'm if I suspect, see you by yourself and I see them walking away I'm going to make sure you're comfortable okay <laughs> I'll, be, I'll just be like James, yeah 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 get the strap where the shank at bro yeah, you're <laughs> going to be good
1: you're going to be For good real. don't worry like
0: I said sometimes no, I'm be- suspect I catch him side eyeing me it's like
3: Get the
1: strap.
3: Okay, I'm saying no. We can
1: we can do that though. I love Atlanta. I got peoples in Atlanta on um, Peachtree, but apparently Peachtree is a long ass street,
3: so it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's like oh yeah, I got people on uh, Veterans. Right. right.
0: Yes. So you said the fifth October fifth,
3: yeah, October fifth through the seventh. So what I recommend everybody do is follow me on Twitter or in or Instagram at the great Jaden. You can also follow the podcast unapologetic pod. That's unapologetic with a K on both Instagram and Twitter. You click the link in our bio, you'll find the links to find our show. And you'll also find a link to RSVP for a pod connection. So when we make the actual, when we actually make the tickets, because it's, we, we're getting a large response, but there's a capacity. So we have to maneuver a certain way so that it's limited to people that are actually going to come so when we do those updates to this event, everybody who's, who's already RSVP will be the first people to find out. And they're going to be the first people. I'm telling you, this is going to be, I'm trying to be humble about it. I'm trying to stay lay low because when I, w- I've already got the marketing plan like worked out 95%. All, once I hit that button and it gets going, it's, it's going to get going. It's going to get rolling. So it's going to be a big deal. I'll say that for everybody that's involved. That's, That's awesome. what's up. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I, I definitely.
0: Count us enjoy. in. Count, wait, wait, you said live shows? Who's performing?
3: More yeah. info to come. Oh, okay. You got to so. you put your email. You got to RSVP to find out.
0: All right. All we'll right.
3: It might do. be you. You never know. Put right. that
2: teaser out there. And mm-hmm.
3: uh, another thing to
1: uh, Becky. Yes. I, I would just, one question. What? If you could guess what Jaden is allergic to, what would it be?
2: Bugs? I don't know.
3: Dusty bitches.
2: <laughs> I knew you were going there. <laughs> that dude says dusty
3: been bitches. Been. I, I, yeah, I I went to an allergist and actually found that out. They pricked me with a bunch of samples. Dusty bitches was one of the samples, and and, and I swelled up on my shoulder, and it, and it didn't go away for weeks. <laughs> And I still have a scar there. Oh, oh my Lord. God. I'm trying to use shea butter to handle discoloration, mm. but it's not working. It. Oh, gee. So anytime I bump up against the one, it's like, ooh. Outbreak. I start <gasps> cheat, sneezing and start I itching.
0: I think Dan, Dan's allergic to dusty bitches, too. I might be allergic to them as well. I
3: guess.
1: So that wraps up this week of Black Law and Legalize, along with the Unapologetic Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out Jaden for being here. Yes,
3: thank and, you. Uh, and where well, can they follow you again? They can follow me on all social media at the Great Jaden. Jaden being spelled J A Y D E N. You can follow the podcast at Unapologetic Pod. Also, add us on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook at Jaden Hollywood. If you are anything below a seven, I won't accept your friend request. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, but wow. you. Can 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 um, join the Unapologetic Podcast group on Facebook. That is open to everybody. Uh, we don't discriminate there, okay? That so don't take us to anything court. Anything
0: under seven, I'm not accepting a friend. <laughs> me More,
3: personally. I love you. no. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm, hey, I'm just that. not. I'm sorry. <laughs> i not with doing that. It.
1: Like, y'all need to get me off of Twitter. But uh, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Black Law Podcast. You can follow me at I am Dan on drugs.
0: And I'm at I tell legal lies. I
1: just accept everybody and be following. Them. I just be like, <laughs> follow, follow, follow. Peace out, people. Later.